Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me? The podcast that is essentially a lot of waffle that will make you feel a lot better about yourself. I don't know about you, we're recording on a Monday, and quality myself... Quality waffle. Quality waffle. Yeah, quality waffle. Yeah. Myself, James Williams, and the other one who is... Yeah, that's me. Joe Elvin. Yeah. Uh, we're having a bit of a Mor- Morrissey Monday, as my friends would call it. It feels a bit miserable, doesn't it, Yeah, today? but we're not racist. We're not. No. Well, but Morrissey's miserable, though. Yeah. That's what I mean. It says really horrible racist things. Oh, does so, he? Yeah, yeah, no, we're not yeah, like that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but we are going to have... Uh, a lovely time for the next 40 minutes or so because we are joined by a lovely lady. She's like, she radiates sunshine, I feel. She's uh, doing she, it right now. She is. She's making me feel better just looking at her face. Uh, she is an author. She's a TV presenter. She's well on her way to being a national treasure, I would argue. She's a loose woman. What more could you ask? Uh, and she's joining us today. Uh, it's the lovely Andrew McLean. Thank you so much. It is much. McLean, right? It is McLean. McLean. Thank you so not much. McLean. No. And I is, mean, is it Andrea, not Andrea? I'll answer to anything, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Over the years, I've, I've been called Angela, Audra, <laughs> who I get a lot who that loose woman yeah. that loose woman over that, there you're that loose woman <laughs> I get you're that loose woman and then I get you're the one at the end oh so for, for years I'm just the one at the end the one at the end yeah. well I mean that's worse things to be called yeah to be that, that makes you a bit of a permanent fixture I'd say yeah. Yeah. well done yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, but also I mean how many years have you been at loose women because I this shocked me that when I heard this the other day how yeah. long have you been there 400 <laughs> 12. 12 years. 12 years non-stop. Because the show itself has been going for nearly 20. Um, and there's a lot of people who have obviously been there on and off yeah. for, during that time. I've literally just been there the So whole do you time. hold the record now for the longest? Yes. Wow. Longest time, most amount of shows. Wow. I didn't plan that. Well, I know. Because <laughs> do you remember when you used to write to me? We'd never talked about it. I haven't even told James. Oh, my God. I was the editor of B magazine, having a frankly miserable time. And Andrea was writing me letters saying, I'm doing the weather on, was it? GMTV. GMTV. I'm not sure if I want to stay in presenting. I'd love to work on magazines. And I was sort of like, I think I wrote back and I was sort of going, I don't know if I said this to you, but I was thinking, you do not want to work here, girl. You do Mm. not want, if I was on the telly, I would not want to give it up for this. (laughs) I mean, because it was a really, it was a tough job. It was like really understaffed, really underpaid, 
all of those things. I ended up getting fired from it. It was just like a bad fit for me. And I just... Well, you were saving me. I couldn't. Yeah. I I couldn't drag anybody else in who ha- actually had a really good job and a really good career prospect. <laughs> Sorry if I did give you a job on B, but um, <laughs> you know, but yeah. But they, that was your sliding doors moment, Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. And look at you now. Well, do you know what's really interesting is is pretty much every job that I've ever got is not the job I went for, because. Um, That's nice to hear, I think, for yeah, lots of people I think out it's there. Really it's, never, it's never worked out the way that I expected it to. Like, for example, working in telly was not the job that I went for. I, I moved to London in 94 with literally everything I owned in the back of my mum's Fiesta. And uh, I slept on floors and then I got a bed sit and all that to put myself through journalism college and all that sort of thing. And the, the, these were in the days there was no mobile phones, no, no nothing. And literally it was putting 50 I was in there. there. Do you, do yeah. you remember? <laughs> yeah. those, those cobwebby old dark days. And, you know, literally it was 50 peas in a meter to keep warm. And if you ran out of money on a Sunday and there was nowhere to get 50 peas, it was dark and cold. And you just, it, when I think back on it now, um, yeah, my family bathroom is bigger than the room. Not saying we have a huge it's family no, bathroom. Crazy, but the, isn't to it? give you an idea, the, be- the room was so small you couldn't fit a bed in it. So they put a mattress on top of the cupboard and not in a chic Ikea way. <laughs> it, and I had to kind of post myself to bed every night. And because I didn't know anybody and I was on my own in London and this bedsit place that I'd rented this room. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you all this. This isn't how it started. <laughs> anyway. um, I was so lonely. There was somebody lived in the room next door. I never met them ever, but I could hear him through the wall and I would lie and I'd literally lie against the wall and close my eyes and pretend he was there. Never met him. No idea what he looked like. Just to pretend there was, because I'm living in London all by myself. So I went to journalism school and, you know, and did all that. And eventually I got a job uh, working for a features agency. And you know what it's like when you apply for everything and you don't even really read the advert. You yep. just go, D, 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 yep, 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 I can do that. And you send it. It was the old days again of re- physically writing a letter. Oh, yes. Mm. And um, this letter came back to me saying, uh, can you pass on a phone number because Sutter wants to ring you? And I thought, oh, okay. So I passed on. It was my work number at the time. And uh, this woman rang me really annoyed. Uh, can I speak to Andrew McLean speaking? I've been told to give you a ring because apparently uh, you've applied to be a weather presenter. And I was, you've clearly got the wrong number. <laughs> I, I, what? And she said, and you haven't even sent in a showreel. I said, I don't even know what a showreel is. What? I'm so sorry. What is this? And I'd applied for, and it was, thinking back on it now, it was something along the lines of uh, a journalist, on-screen presence, interest in, da, 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 and I thought, yeah, journalist. Yeah. I can I can do that. Yeah, whatever, whatever. And they'd ask for a photo. And I didn't have any photos, but I'd been backpacking. That's how I'd got into writing. Was I was a travel writer and used to send stuff off and pester people like you, and you know. And I'd sent a photo of me in Australia, and uh, so I got called in. She went, "You haven't even got a showreel." <laughs> and so I went in, and it happened to be on a day off. So I pitched up thinking, well, I can write about this as an experience. What's it like to audition to be a, a weather presenter? I'll, I'll use it as that. When they briefed us, because I knew shorthand, I managed to get the whole brief down. And they just went, look in there and say everything you've just heard. I just found it quite easy. And in the end, the woman who was so mean to me, she called me into the office and she went, I'm really sorry I was so horrible to you. Actually, you're brilliant. Would you like to do this. Amazing. And I said, well, no, because I've actually already got a job, but thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> um, he said, we don't have anything right now anyway, but can I keep your name on file? I was like, yeah, okay. Two years later, 
Luckily, I was still working at the same place because ra- I didn't have any mobile or anything. They rang me. Uh, it was a different person. Hi, your name's been passed on as someone to do. Do you want to come in for a chat? By then, I was production editor. And as you know, being production editor is the most thankless job. Oh, God, it's so stressful. It was, I was so that's, stressed. That's trying to make everybody else do their work and get yeah, it done deadline, on time. Deadlines, deadlines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And because I was a really good sub, a really good writer, a really good deputy, when I became editor, I thought everyone else would be as nice as me. And they weren't. They were like, ha, you're the one who does all the dog's body stuff. So suddenly I was doing everything. So when this call came, I thought, yeah, okay. And I got it. And I ended up working for the Weather Channel in America. Um who had an office based over here, got made redundant from that job just as it was going really well. But GMTV had an opening and it opened up and I only got invited in for that interview because I looked like the editor's girlfriend and they called <laughs> me in as a joke. What? <laughs> we laugh about it now. I've met the then how editor. Br- how brilliant though when, then, when disgusting sexism yes. kind of works in your favour. Yeah. Well, I, I turned <laughs> yeah. up not knowing they'd got me in as a joke and I'm oh. all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, unemployed. And uh, they sat me, and they're looking at me and laughing, and I was thinking, you know, like you do, like this. And they're going, yeah, she does, doesn't she? She really, God, it's uncanny. And uh, yes, it was because I looked like the editor's then girlfriend. They went, oh, while you're here, you might as well audition. And then aced it, surely, you must have done. You got the job. Uh, Well, do you know what I did was I did get the job, but I got the job until they could find someone who they really wanted. And so then they did find someone who they really wanted, but he couldn't do the job. So I trained him because I already knew what to do. They gave him the job, uh, but he turned out he wasn't very good at it. Speechless. And so they then asked me to come back and fill in. And what I did was I kept really quiet for 11 years. And I stayed. Mm. What do you mean? Well, they kept looking for someone else, and in the end, they and just got bored of me. And were they sort of, of like quite blatant about that? That's, yeah. that's so TV, isn't it? It's like we we don't really want you, but we'll have you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But after a little while, and they kind of went, "Oh well, you can stay because you can clearly do it." Um, I kind of raised my head enough to think, "I think I could actually remind them that I'm here now and not get fired." Um, and I went to see them and said, "Look, you probably don't really know this because I've not really spoken about it, but I'm actually a journalist, and if there's any other stuff going." Can I do it? So what I used to do was a week on of weather and then my other weeks, because uh, I had another pre- weather presenter there, I would do features reporting. And that was where I learned how to take that skill and put it with that skill. And then that was how I ended up learning mm. how to be a telepresenter. You are tenacious yes. AF. But it's interesting yeah. to say about you. you, so do you in a weird way, do you really feel like it took a long time for you to really literally find your voice then in terms of being more visible and being heard? Yeah, but I think the thing was, because I got into telly not from a place, place of ambition, I got in, I constantly felt like I wasn't doing the job I was supposed to be doing, hence why I kept pestering you. Well, you didn't pester me at all, actually. You were, you know, very always very, very sweet, but I, and I always felt bad that I didn't, I just didn't think it was a good move for you. Mm. I just really didn't. She wouldn't have wished it on you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's, maybe that's sort of an arrogance, but I remember thinking, no way would someone who's been on the telly no. want to come and work in this place where they tried to make us all bring our own toilet paper in at one oh point. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I always find it really strange when people are leaving a job where you know they're really miserable and yeah. they're, not only at the, they, they're just about to get the door and then they're made to find their own replacement. And I'm like, that's a really yeah. shitty pact yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. like, how can you knowingly try to lure somebody somewhere where you you weren't very happy and you can't wait to get it? Well, it's a very strange thing, I but think. But that is yeah. weirdly what telly's like. Yeah. But look at you. 
you now? I about know. to become a solo performer. I know. Yeah. We'll talk about getting out of your comfort yeah. zone. I mean, obviously, you know, you've done live TV now for years, but... 23 years? Wow. Doesn't, you don't look old enough, you see. I know. No. Oh. But, but you are, so for everyone that doesn't know, you wrote a, book, a very successful book, we yes. should point out. Tell it to, first of all, if anyone hasn't heard about the book, I mean, obviously, I'm a man. It's probably not aimed at me. Yeah. But obviously, for lots of the ladies listening out there, they probably will be familiar with your book. Well, this is, this is actually my second book. My first book was a Sunday Times number one bestseller, which I'm really proud of. If you don't of, mind. Which I'm yes. really proud of. Um, I would because, be because yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a brilliant achievement, and that was that was called Confessions of a Good Girl because basically I kept being told, oh, you're too nice, you're too good. There's got to be an edge, and there's not an edge. I'm actually just very straightforward, mm. and people see that as being too nice, and I'm I'm. I'm not. What you see is what you get. This, this is it. Um, it's so great I, that people are unnerved in, yes. the ed- in the entertainment <laughs> and television business by somebody who doesn't have a nasty There's side. There isn't. Um, so I, I wrote that about what it's like because uh, I grew up in the Caribbean. I had a very bizarre, random childhood. So I, I spoke about that and breaking into telly unintentionally and being the that'll do girl did um, i do i get a mention in that book <laughs> no oh <laughs> if i'd given her a job you wouldn't have then you, your destiny would have been ultimately altered and you wouldn't have been able to write the book because you'd have exactly. been stuck in a basement buying your own roll for some yeah for some ma- magazine job yeah um but so the the second book i'll tell you how that came about was completely different um in 2016 I, for various long drawn out medical reasons, needed to have a hysterectomy and I needed to have a full hysterectomy. Now, uh, a lot of people might think uh, all hysterectomies are created equal and then they're not. Basically, I had to have everything removed and that means my ovaries as well. I had cysts on my ovaries and all sorts of other horrible things. And what that means is you go into full surgical menopause. Now I've had lots of people say to me, oh, you have a hysterectomy. Aren't you lucky? That means you don't go through the menopause. It's actually the other way around. You've had your engine removed. So imagine if, I don't know, you have your adrenal glands removed. Suddenly you don't have any adrenaline. Mm. You'd suddenly Imagine if you're diabetic and you have, I can't remember what organ it is, but it's like that. You have mm. nothing that produces any of your estrogen or what have you. Um, I wasn't going to tell anyone because I thought, it's really personal. I've cleared it with the bosses and all this sort of thing, but no one else really needs to know this. And also, because I'll go into full menopause, everyone will think I'm old and I might lose my job. And so I didn't want to tell anybody. And we were sitting in Can the... I just, how old were you when this was all happening? 46. Right. So I'd already had uh, perimenopausal symptoms from the age of 37. Mm. So I, I had a very early start anyway. But uh, I was about to go on air and Linda Robson, lovely Linda Robson, fellow loose women, she said, so what are you going to say, sweetheart? I said, well, I'm not going to say anything. So I don't think it's anyone's business. And she said, sweetheart, you've got to tell them something. They'll think you've been fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I haven't even thought about that because I'll be off air for such a long time. So literally, I managed to do the whole show and the ladies know me really well. If there's a topic I don't want to join in on what I do is I let it go let it go let it go let it go oh we've run out of time and I move on and they get really annoyed (laughs) with me because I don't say anything and uh, it was getting to the end of the show and we were talking about something and I heard you know 20 seconds I'm thinking this is great and Linda Robson just went enough about that you've got something to say ain't you (laughs) (laughs) I was like eh Yes, I have. And she looked, I mean, I love Linda. We all call her Nanny Linda. And she was like, I'm not taking any nonsense from you. So I said, um, well, yes, I am. 
tomorrow I'm having a full hysterectomy and I'm going to be off air for six weeks. Oh my God, so you just had to decide that, that you were going to declare it. You couldn't yeah. mess about. I couldn't mess about. And da da da. And so I'm going to be off air. So if you're wondering where I am, that's where I am. But anyway, goodbye. Thank you very much. The end of the show. I'm like, Linda, oh my God. And she just looked at me like, ha. Um, so anyway, finished that, went home. The next morning, I went straight into surgery. I was the first person of the day. What I didn't realize was within 24 hours, 10,000 women got in touch. Wow. And obviously, I was told later uh, when I got home and, and everything else. And something clicked in my head. And I thought, and they were all wanting to know why was I having it? What were my symptoms? How was I going to cope? They were going to go through the same thing. They were going through the same thing. Oh, my God. They were now going through these incredibly awful menopausal symptoms and no one was helping them. And could yeah. I do something? And something flipped in my brain. And I just thought, how can someone like me, who was so lucky to have this amazing platform, I, I, I work on a woman's show where we're so open and honest, and I sit there with my mouth shut and I don't say anything. And I'm actually in a position of power. You're, you're shit, basically, if you just sit and keep your mouth shut. You need to do something. So my whole mindset completely changed. And I started uh, writing down all the questions that they asked me and finding out ways to answer them. I got in touch with, uh, she was a lovely lady and at the time she was on the NHS, so I was very fortunate, obviously the area th that I happened to live in. Um, she, I, I said, I'm putting a book together, would you help me and do all the medical side? So what I did was I charted my whole journey and then got her to give the sort of medical advice and then made it into a sort of rounded thing of, this is where I am, this is a journey I've been, this is what having a hysterectomy is like. So if you're going to have one, brace yourself, this is what you'll feel. And I was totally and utterly honest. I mean, it's raw, it's mm. extremely raw. Um, I was honest with, obviously, the, the physical pain, the mental pain, then the symptoms, then the recovery, sex, what that's like after uh, a hysterectomy, what it's like after the menopause, and then obviously what you can do about it afterwards. And People sort of look at me on the telly and think, oh, she's, you know, like I'm sitting here now and I'm all groomed and I've had my hair done and everything else. But that's me at work. That's not me at, at home bleeding and raw and feeling terrible. And I'm still going through it. So it's not something that just finishes. You don't just take a magic tablet and like, ta-da, it, it's all done. So for me, I, I wrote the book to put it out there and, and help everyone else. What then happened was, and you'll know this, you, you write something, whether it's an article or a book, you write the end. I thought, I, I don't want this just to finish because just because I've written it and put it out there, it, I'm, I'm not done yet and people are still coming up to me. So I started a website called thisgirlisonfire.co.uk and we thought for ages about the name. We wanted something to show, okay, we're going to talk about the menopause, as in you're having a hot flush and you're, you're raging. Um, but also you're on fire. You're still amazing. This is, this is just a phase or a stage. Not phase. That makes it sound like, I don't know, you dyed your hair pink because everyone <laughs> else is. It's a stage of your life, but it doesn't necessarily have to define you. And that is how I've kept the conversation going. So that then has led me to... Um, Try and see if I can walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Because the whole website is about dealing with stuff and life is hard and getting to 50. I'm 50 this year. You know, this is an age where we feel our most invisible. 
I'm not invisible. I've got all this experience behind yeah. me. I've been through all this stuff. I'm a lot tougher than I've ever been. Still nice, still straightforward, but a lot tougher I than I've ever been. I don't know. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Where's the edge? Yeah. Um, you know, so that's what the website is all about. And then that, in a random way, led me to do SAS Who Dares Wins, and which has since led me to agree to running a race in my pants and <laughs> has led me to saying yes to doing a one-woman tour. Which you are doing very soon. Yes. Now, where can people go and see all the dates and get tickets? The the, the tour is called Confessions of a Menopausal Woman, which is what the same name as my book. book. Yeah. And the reason I called it that was because my first book was called Confessions of a Good Girl. And I thought, this is me so many years on. Obviously, it's confessions because when you talk about the menopause, there's almost a confessional tone. You know, you did it when you said earlier, I know this is too much information yeah, and, yeah. and all that. And we kind of hush ourselves a little bit when we, when we talk about it. So I thought I'm going to take a con the whole idea of confessions on tour, if you like. But it's not just me confessing about the menopause. Obviously, there will be a lot of stuff about the menopause on there because I think we need to kind of hold it up and shine a light on it and go, half the population of the entire planet, if you're fortunate enough to get to this age, and we have to remember you, there's people who haven't got as far as, as us, will go through the menopause. So we'll talk about it. But also, I've got 20-odd years of telegossip <laughs> to talk about. And obviously, with the SAS stuff, I want to talk about behind the scenes of what it's like to... to as a middle-aged menopausal woman, put yourself in that situation. So all the information about the tour is on thisgirlisonfire.co.uk. We've right. we've put it all on. The Amazing. Site. Uh, lots to cover. How, oh, how, loads so to much. cover. How, how long is the show going to last? The show is eight hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be. Bring a sleeping bag. I believed bag. you for a second. I believed I was going to get there. It's, a, it's like the inheritance. Yeah. Or like in the Harry Potter play. You need yeah. to do it in two halves, two absolutely, bits. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. No, we're bringing a confessional with us as well. Because what I thought was, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, is it going to be like, it's like an evening with, I suppose. Um, but it's not necessarily a direct Q&A. But we're giving other people the chance to confess confess and it's whether it, it could be about anything but if it's about the menopause and maybe they'd rather you, just keep I would it quiet brace for that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, be amazing. I, I think um it's they could do it anonymously actually, as well because I, I know we we had the scummy mummies and i think you were on the scummy mummies yeah, podcast and yeah. they said they this idea that the british are very like stiff upper lips and and, and don't reveal stuff that's no. a myth yeah you know they will get out there and they will reveal stuff so i like, prepare yourself Andrew. Oh, gird your it. loins but you see i'm used to it yeah. because i get women stopping me in public loos yeah. Um, and they'll literally do a double take and go, oh my God, you're that woman. You're, you're that woman. You're a loose woman. <laughs> you're the loose woman. <laughs> you're the one on the end. On yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they tell me stuff. Yeah. I mean, if oh, the wow. martini girl is listening, hi. Um, <laughs> that's a story all about the menopause. She'll know who, the she, martini who girl. she is. The I want to know who the martini girl is. I'm guessing it's not like uh, the Fiji water girl. I hope it's not me. No. <laughs> yeah, it could well be. Did you have one too many martinis possibly. in Talandria or something? Yeah, yeah quite possibly. Um, yeah. Well, look, do check out the book. Check out the tour date on this girl. It's on fire.com. .co.uk. That's very important. Uh, well, good luck with it, Andrew. Not that you Thank need you. to because you're Thank such you. a be pro. Great. It is. I want to come. I want to hear all this, the juice, about, about all the gossip about the year there well yeah. we're gonna get some out really you now pray gonna, for any men in the audience of that show we're gonna do some yeah. like hopefully some gentle prodding especially for the SAS I want to know all about that okay. so but let's do some topics shall we what we're Great. really here for let's get on to it right Andrew McLean 
James Williams. James yes, Williams. hi. <laughs> we go way back, believe it or not. <laughs> Fog, you'll know about that, won't you? I've got some yeah. re- a really yeah. good book about that. <laughs> the menopause of Yeah, I'm just going to embrace it and just blame everything on that. Anyway, I know that that's James Williams and that's Andrew McLean. Is it just me, guys, who makes plans sometimes knowing at the point that I'm making the plans that I'm probably going to cancel them? Is that that's terrible, isn't it? Where are you on this one? I know where I am. I'm the person that envies people that can do that because I'm the person that stupidly agrees to them and then feels guilt tripped into going when in fact I just don't want to. I the, I am the person who is wildly enthusiastic and says yes 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 and the inside of my brain is going what are you doing what are you doing why is your mouth saying <laughs> yeah. that you have no intention of going none and then on the evening of it I'll be racked with guilt but I will always cancel I won't just not show up no if right, I'm going to no. cancel if I'm sort of like saying yes and thinking oh god I really don't know if I'm going to be in the mood for that I I, w- I won't leave it until the last day I'll I'll sort of like factor in so that there's a plausible set of events that mean suddenly I have to cancel yeah but then I don't enjoy not going it's not like I don't go and then I'm happy about it I feel terrible oh no I love a cancelled evening well I love it I like it when people cancel me yeah. The, re- the relief well, and, well, is well, the some, sweet relief is lovely isn't it when it's not on you that guilt yes yeah yes. yeah yeah really good yes see i have to be honest i see i, I don't think i am that person although i have to tried i've ever done it to james i probably have <laughs> yeah. i i'm yeah. trying a lot more now to be a lot more honest because I'm, i i was terrible for always saying yes and my friends are often yeah. saying to me why do you say yes to everything because i got certain friends who literally don't they don't feel guilty about any of these kind of things oh. they just say no and i was always that person that would go to everyone's birthday and every wedding and every christening and every bar mitzvah the whole works you're so nice but no but then i would really then I got, the to, I got to the point really nice. I got, I got, no then i got to a point where i was like i was exhausted i was really just tired yeah. and also not very rich and well, I'll never be rich but really it's expensive going to everything so I just got to a point where I was like no I need to start channeling some of these friends who basically and and so now I have got a lot better actually at when I get there and it's always on a WhatsApp isn't it if somebody asked you in person I think my face would give it away that I didn't want to go mm. but people do it on an email or a WhatsApp and you go oh you get caught up in the moment and you say yes oh no I'm the other way around oh aren't you or if it's to my face then I have to say yes because oh. I can't bear that little little flicker of disappointment in their eyes Right. Whereas I'm much better at saying, actually, no, I can't do that. See, I have no poker face, so I, I can't even pretend to be enthusiastic if I really don't want to do it. Right. So, so that's why it's harder for me to sort of bullshit in person. But what I'm now good at, I'm now very good at just parking it. So say somebody said, what are you doing next Thursday? A, anyone that leads with, what are you doing next Thursday? I never agree to anything. I go... It depends what you're asking. Well, <laughs> yeah. you have to. Because yeah. you know, people who start that way know that yes, it's, it's, that something it's bad. not going to be a really yeah. awesome no. invitation. But I am now a lot better actually at visualising. Even if it's something I vaguely want to go to, I'm like, but hang on, it's a Monday night. It's three weeks from now. The clocks are changing. It's going to be dark. You're, you're working on this job. No, you're not going to want to go. I'm very good now visualising where I'm going to be at. Because it's all about your headspace, isn't it? You, everyone has good intentions. Yeah. But then the reality of life gets you down, work. Yeah. family wherever you know and you just you just don't want to do anything I, I know well, like I say I'm better at, I'm better at saying if somebody wants me to do something you better ask me to my face because then I will say yes and I will go whereas if Andrea it's... what are you doing next Thursday <laughs> <laughs> do you know honest to God I couldn't tell you <laughs> oh, I barely know what I'm doing face. today but also I mean I will admit that I also do have friends that I I, I have friends that they oh, make that plans. That must be but, so nice. Well, <laughs> just having friends. friends. Yeah. Well, no, what I is mean, that like? What's that like? <laughs> but yeah. I've got certain friends that I know 
they they genuinely and then they're good people but they're flaky people so they will always make those plans but i agreed to it knowing full well it's never going to happen yeah they're not going to come good on it so i almost feel there are some people in my life i'm quite comfortable saying yeah okay i'll say yes just to make you feel fine and then lo and behold three days before it's like oh this has come up i'm like no you don't say do we all have those friends who there's always something in the diary but it never quite happens no so yeah yeah, yeah, I have people. I've now got that... one of those coming up this Thursday, and she has actually emailed me today and and confirmed that we're going out, which has really shocked me. Okay, particularly the day before Good Friday. Ooh, yes. Oh yes. So, and but it's but so far it's happening. See, I have certain friends now that if I didn't know any better, I'd swear they were catfishing me. <laughs> like they've got to a point in my life now where I only ever we only ever have WhatsApps. Yeah. Uh, I never see them in person. I never talk to them on the phone. It's, so uh, and it's almost like if I'd met you online, I would swear you were, you were catfishing me. But because I've known you for years and I do know you actually exist and you are a real person. That's so funny. But it is weird as to how you can get out of the habit of seeing people, talking to people. You know, we've all become, like, I mean, well, you know, I've mentioned WhatsApp far too many times on this podcast already, but it's true. You can I'm, go a long time without actually speaking or seeing anyone. One of my really, really dear friends is um, someone I've known since we were teenagers. And we met when we worked in a bar and uh, we, we, and then I went off backpacking and traveling and, and what have you. And then I came back and we ended up sharing a place together. And I worked in a shop and she worked in a restaurant. She was a waitress. And so we've, we've just stayed buddies ever since. She's a teacher now. I ended up moving to London and, and doing what I do. She's got three kids. I've, I've had three marriages, you know, where we've been busy. Yeah. Um, but how we managed to do it and stay in touch is just the odd text every now and again. And it makes no difference. She's not one of these friends that you haven't spoken to me for four months. I'm not going to speak to you again. It, make, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And what we, we've now finally arrived on a solution. She lives up north. She lives in Chester. Um, She'll get the train down to London because it only takes two hours. I live in Surrey. It can take me two hours. So it kind of works. We'll meet and go for a gin-soaked lunch that goes on for hours and hours. Then she will wobble her way back to the train and go back up again, and I will wobble my way back home. And that works because we realized we were trying to, to fit in too much. Yeah. We were trying to find out, you know, oh, can you come down for the weekend? Or what to do about the dog? Or what, you know, bring the dog. Last time I took my dog, he weed all over her kitchen curtains. So <laughs> th- th- that's not happening anymore. Well, also the dog died. So um, he, he, that's yeah, not that an issue. Be the bigger reason. Yeah, yes. that'll be the bigger yeah. reason. Yeah. But yeah, you're not having to worry about babysitters and overnighting. We, we made it a lot simpler. Mm. And that works but also i think it's not about having those high maintenance friends because a high maintenance friend i think in the current world we live in where there's too much going on if you're going to be offended by a last minute cancellation or i haven't called you this week you know they're not your mum you know what i mean you shouldn't feel guilt tripped into if you're not being i do have a friend like that yeah yeah we've all got friends yeah we do but um but yeah so i mean you know i so i I how do I feel about this one to wrap it up so yes I mean I think it's totally fine to be that person who makes it's probably not that great is it but I I think because the spirit is there and I don't want to miss out but as the day gets closer I give myself the option and also I think going back to what I just said yeah and what I just said was if you if you surround yourself with very low maintenance friends they're never going to give you shit about it and they don't really notice if I'm there or not half the time yeah let's be honest Um, but if you are sat at home or sat anywhere in the world listening to this podcast and you're sat there thinking what awful people I cannot believe they say don't, don't plans. Tell yeah. don't tell us but yeah. if you are those people yeah. that do, then do send us a lovely yeah. email to the usual Just email address email us and agree with everything agree, we say yeah that's a good rule of thumb yeah. to live I by like it's, um, <laughs> I like that I'm going to email you <laughs> email us Andrew we'd love to hear from you okay. uh, the, uh, the rule uh, the rule the email address is as always is it just me podcast at gmail.com get in touch we'd love to hear from you
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have a question for you. Fire away, Miss McLean. Is it just me or do you ache all over? <laughs> I mean, all Is it just over? our age, do you think? I this know. is the question. This is the thing. Am I ill or am I just in my 40s? <laughs> what is it? Do you know? No, I'm... Uh, There's a very you good know? reason why you... you well, how long ago Where, did you film SAS, by the way? Where's the biggest ache right now? Don't say us. <laughs> Um, my biggest ache at the moment is actually my knee and my ankle mm. and it's because I've started running and I've never run before mm. and it's because I'm training for the Vitality 1000 which is taking place I think it's the 27th do your May. stretches Andrea well, make sure you mistake. do your stretches honestly Why I, does anybody I, run? as somebody who ran a half marathon I still don't understand how anyone does a full marathon I did not do enough of stretching I don't know how anybody does any so even two minutes of a marathon yeah. I did 3k this morning and one well I feel done. like I deserve at least a bronze mm. um I've, how am i gonna get up to 10 some people aren't designed to run that's the other thing i've realized some yeah. people just aren't because i was that's not very motivating no, i know when sorry she's about to do it it's a, fine. A bloody do our stretches if you yeah. do your stretches okay. and you're, you you know your foam it's roller have you invested in a foam I roller i have got a foam roller and i know it seems boring and it seems it quite hurts. painful it, it does really hurt andrea honestly do it now because it's better than any long-term damage honestly because i've recently did my I pulled my calf muscle. I had to, we had to cancel yeah. the podcast recording because I tore a calf oh, muscle but, um, a few weeks ago. It's running on asphalt as well, though, I think. Running on any sort I of like concrete. I only run on asphalt when I fall over. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's not very good for the old shock absorbing yeah. in the knees. I know. No, true. My knees are really sore. My ankle is really sore. But, yeah, so that's what's aching. But, and I, I it's just my whole body hurts. And also... Um, my joints have started to hurt and I swear to God that I'm getting arthritis. And I know arthritis runs in my family and uh, I'm a few months away from 50 and I, I, I've started Googling it. Is this about the right age we start getting arthritis? Oh, I, I've, I've got it in my knees. And um, I don't just, know. I actually find the irony throb. is that it hurts, but the more I keep it mobile, the right. more manageable it is. But then, you know, people. some people are crippled with it, you know. Yeah. So I, I think I'm lucky that at the moment it's minimal yeah. oh god this really is 
hysterectomies, menopause, arthritis. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a motivational podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I'm I was going to say this. hanging together. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I'm somebody, cause I'm quite active, so I... I to do most well, I, I exercise most days but yeah. because of this injury I've had I've not been able to exercise for about 10 days and I thought hey happy days I'll be able to sit on my bum and finally just not ache because when you work out it you've hurts. always got some muscle somewhere yeah. that's a bit sore from the day before or whatever I'm still aching 10 days later yeah. and I'm like oh god I think I'm just at that I think it's just life is just exhausting life it hurts <laughs> You both want to get into magnesium. Well, this is what I'm going to say. Have a magnesium bath. I've got some magnesium spray on my desk. I'm really? going to douse both Epsom, of you before Is that, you is that like Epsom oh. salts? Epsom salts. Everyone is, swears yep. by Does them. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I've never embraced works. an Epsom salt, but apparently it's great. Wow. Can't beat a bit of deep heat. <laughs> it just smells so bad. Oh, I love the smell of deep Me heat. Too. Think, really? Yeah. I think that's a divisive thing, you know, because I'm the same thing with Tiger Balm. I loved because I, I had a... Um, a bit of a cold and a cough coming the other day and somebody said to me once oh my god this podcast I know today. eat your heart out Dr <laughs> Hillary all, the, <laughs> all these um, but the, my friend said to me cover yourself in tiger balm if you feel like you've got a cough or a cold coming and so I slept in this layer of tiger balm and yeah. it did the trick it somebody told me if you're getting a cold and I've never tried this somebody told me if you're getting a cold rub your feet in Vicks and put socks on I've and heard that. And I've heard I that just, that sounds no. like a load of bollocks to me yeah I mean, yeah. I, mean I think I think the other thing we we need to address obviously is the uh, the answer to all of this is alcohol because a, a, a nice a stiff alcoholic drink and you don't feel anything yeah. i mean this was the worry i had i had a friend's 40th birthday the day after i'd thrown my, my leg yeah and i was genuine i couldn't walk all the day that friday and it was a party on the saturday i thought i can't miss this party i have to go because so, you promised and you don't cancel yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also a very dear friend but also i just thought no you can do this and i and did it was feel like a big old show yeah. party oh. yeah i did feel a lot yeah. better that day but still um, I went and I took a painkiller but I, I went and I did feel a lot better but um, I had a couple of drinks but it was the second I suddenly couldn't feel the pain in my leg anymore that's when I suddenly went you've got to go home now oh. because I knew my leg was fully anaesthetized. I would oh. do more damage on it because I would have started dancing I would have so stayed sensible. up till yeah. I'd have been on a table somewhere going woo no, that's, that's what happened to me that day I fell over in M&S and then went dancing all night and then the next day I could not walk well this is the thing yeah. so I, I, you know, it's a bit like yeah because honestly, it's weird how adrenaline kicked in. Because when yeah. I did it, at the time when I did it, I didn't think it was that bad. I even almost finished the class. I mean, I stopped in the end, but I, I carried on doing the class for a bit. Yeah. And then I suddenly went, oh, no, hang on. Adrenaline is, is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. But anyway. is, is your escapades with Aunt Middleton got nothing to do with you yes. aching all over? With my current pain level. Yeah. yeah. Um, By the way, she was amazing on me. Can, can, can I just say, because Joe wasn't seeing it, I saw it. I, I, I doffed my cap to you because I, I, yeah, did you, I thought you were great. Like, you. Did you slaughter and eat? anything or no, anything she like walked, that she walked down a vert- vertical cliff didn't you I you did were, you face first yeah a very sti- is that not like the toy story that's not flying that's just falling with style is <laughs> that's that what just it like, just, like just sliding down a mountain yeah <laughs> no I actually did alright with that there were um, what's funny I'll show you the clip I've got it on my I've got it on my phone um, but what I had to do was uh, climb up you know normal kind of rock climbing thing which makes it sound a lot easier than it is it was in the andes in chile it was at altitude so we were feeling a bit funny anyway freezing cold as well it right it was sleeting so yeah. it was absolutely freezing cold did you sort of get halfway up and think actually i don't want to do this 
You can't really change the, your fate at that they're, point. They're can shouting you? at you, Joe. You've yeah. got, you've got a choice. And they've, um, I don't know if you've, have you ever watched it? No, I, I find it really stressful to watch things like that. It is very stressful. Yeah. It's, it's, Try being in it. I was going to say, you can watch Yeah, I can't and, imagine. And I'd spent most of the night before crying because um, we, we'd been, we'd had to fight. We'd had to fight that each was other with, hard with boxing. To watch. Uh, I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm clearly a lover. Did not you fantasize about killing him? No, no, because you're so kind of in the zone. You're just mm. doing what they say. That was a bit Lord of the Flies, though, wasn't it, that moment? I felt watching it. Basically, just a bunch of nice celebrities you normally see on primetime TV kicking the shit out of each other. It was like, oh, oh my actually, God. now I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Which celebrities? Were there any that I hate in the mix? I don't think there are, actually. No, that one was really nice. I mean, James knows all the ones that's I hate. That's the problem. They should have yeah. cast some really nasty people. Then you'd be like, okay, I can get on board with yeah, this. Yeah, you're yeah. all too nice. You're all too nice. You don't want to see you and Jeff Brazier I'm being. I'm still punched. waiting for somebody to give me celebrity. <laughs> sort of survivor meets the Hunger Games and then I get to cast it well oh, this wow. was a bit yeah. like that That's it was dark. Hard. it was hardcore it's warranted it was so it yeah, you had that the night before yeah and then we and also Joe they are shouting at them shouting and swearing at them the whole time oh god and I mean, Andrew, can I get the job shouting and swearing Andrew's a bit like me in the sense that, that she doesn't cope well with people shouting at her when people shout at me I almost start getting tears in my eyes like I'm not good with being shouted at yeah and that was your thing wasn't it that they were just well m- mine was it was quite dark reasons I've I've had shouting before shall we say and uh what was weird and what i didn't expect was as soon as the shouting started you know it was it was a, it was a long time ago and i've sort of i realized i hadn't dealt with it properly i just kind of blanked it and put it in a box but what was interesting was as soon as they started shouting every demon i have ever not looked at buried but the box flew open and it was mm. like bats in a cave and it was it was dark mm. and so after the fighting and then we got um i got hauled out of bed because you get to go and get interrogated and you literally get taken with a bag over your head and put in an interrogation cell and 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 you signed up for this <laughs> it, it's a standard yeah, cancer to it, be fair it's it for a for good charity, cause yeah and you know none of us get paid it's all you'll do it for a great cause but i i did it because um what I felt was, as I'm reaching a, an age and a stage in my life where I've put myself through through some incredible challenges and I've done some amazing things, but I've only ever pushed myself to my own limits. I've only ever said yes to things I know I'll be good at or, um, do you know what I mean? Challenge myself to within certain boundaries. Yeah. And I thought this is an opportunity to really see what I'm capable of to someone else's boundaries. And I knew those boundaries were going to be so extreme that uh, they were way past my comfort zone. I also knew I'm the oldest ever person who's ever taken part on it, whether it's the civilian one or obviously this is the first mm. celeb But one. you're not that old. I'm not, but because it's so physically yeah, and mentally demanding. Really demanding. Um, I mean, in some cases, I was twice as old as the people on it. Um, so I thought I'm, I'm not competing with them because there's no point in that. I'm competing with myself. This is entirely, I want to see where my line in the sand is. So there was a lot of the tasks. I was last, but I've, I didn't care about that. For me, it's about finishing and about yeah. getting, it, getting it done. The hardest part wasn't necessarily climbing up a mountain and, and basically it's an abseiling face first. So you're, you're looking straight I c- I, down. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. horrible and I hated it. But it was uh, that bit I just sort of mentally zoned into what I needed to do. Don't look at anything else. Just look at what you need to, need to do. Um, 
it was the the shouting was very was very mm. difficult. We we got through that, and Aunt, actually, Aunt and and Ollie in particular, they were my two sort of interrogators, if you like. Um, once we'd worked out why I was reacting in the way that I was, that wasn't shown on telly. We we talked it through. You were in there a lot longer than mm. people realise. The the next day, I was channeling a lot of that rather than recoiling from it. Every shout. I was reacting with an oh, sod you, rather than a, which is what I was mm. before. But what's so interesting was I actually got, I had to leave for medical reasons. And a lot of people, are, we, we spoke earlier about the cold. Mm. Um, it was actually because of the menopause, mm. which a lot of people don't realize. Um, if you go through the menopause, you think of hot flushes. But actually what that is, is your body's not regulating its temperature properly. Yeah. And what I found out was uh, when I got carted off the mountain in an ambulance uh, because I got hypothermia, I got so cold out on the mountain, um, was that my body could not regulate its temperature. So yes. I got so, so cold, I couldn't get warm again. Mm. And I think that's what's so fascinating is I'd gone out there to push myself as a, a woman who's had serious surgery, a woman who's had a you know, bumpy old past. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a, I know I'm a strong person mentally. I know I can push myself. What am I capable of? <laughs> I, I know I'm incapable of warming myself. Yeah. <laughs> is what I found But you out. can abseil face yeah. first exactly. down a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Obviously, you did brilliantly. Yeah. I, I felt like a bit of a badass. I've got to say. You, I think, you are know, a, yeah. a lot of a badass. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of t shows on TV where you see people bandy the word, oh, I'm totally out of my comfort zone. But I have to say, having only recently watched SAS for the first time, that to me is like... It's hard. So you did brilliantly, honestly. Thank you. And I think what people don't realise is they think that once once they the sort of go cut, you're off to the Hilton. You, yeah, you're yeah. in a nice bed or they'll bring you some food. Or it is literally, once you're there, you are immersed. Mm. And they do not talk to you or look at you in any other way other than you are a piece of dog dirt. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're literally sleeping on a camp bed in a metal hut with one fire uh, to keep all of uh, 12 of us dry and our clothes dry. Because obviously our clothes were getting wet. And you have to dry them and then put them on again the next day. You never, ever got warm. No. Well, it sounds oh. fabulous. I know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I won't be signing up for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're talking about hurting. I mean, I hurt just listening to that story. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm very tense um, right now. The simple is, Andrew, yeah. we could sit here and talk to you all day. Oh. Uh, but unfortunately, you've got to go off. We've all got to go off on you've our lives. You've got a VIP bike um, waiting outside. You have. <laughs> yeah. But Andrea, thank you so much thank for coming you for to me. see us and join us on the show. Um, good Listen, luck. If you ever want a fellow whinger, I'm really good at it. Oh. You back come back anytime. anytime. You are welcome anytime because we could literally do this and every week, remind I feel us, like. The website, Woman on Fire. Yes. Is that right? Girl, this, this girl. This girl. We will get it right at yeah, some point, sorry. I promise. Andrew. This girl is on fire.co.uk. Like the Yay. song. Yeah. Um, yeah, go there, check out uh, tickets and where you can see Andrea on tour. It's in May and June, you're mm -hmm. around the country. Yeah. Um, good luck with Andrea. Not Thank that you'll you. need it. It's going to be a great I'm night out. Abseil in every yeah. night. <laughs> well, it is expected I mean, of you now. My God, not, nothing actually. scares you now, right? No, exactly. No. Yeah. You can do this. That was what I thought. Yeah, exactly. What's the worst that could happen? I could be really bad. That's terrible. You won't be. She'll be awesome. I'll come and tell you on my tea on my stories. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Andrea. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you again next week. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.